guys, we just got out of Spider-Man No Way Home, and I honestly don't even know what to say right now. I'm lost for words. I have a lot for words. That was probably the best superhero movie I've ever seen. Um, the decisions that he made in this movie are unlike anything we've ever seen Spider-Man Okay, I about said, I was like, don't go into review, okay? No, we're our not going to review. This is just our initial baller. thoughts. And That's our initial thoughts you need to know. are that our mind is absolutely blown right now. Exactly, um, and it's tired too because it's 2 o'clock in the morning. It is 2 o'clock in the morning right now. Tomorrow morning at 9.30, we're going to do our full review. We're going to do our spoiler-free review first, and then uh, we will pop right in and talk spoilers the entire time. There's not much we can even say right now. No. You really can't even say no, anything nothing. without... Without just going Jack ahead shit. and talking yeah. spoilers. Yeah, and I just so. realized we got to do this in six hours. <laughs> I hate you right now. <laughs> All right, it is two in the morning, so the movie was incredible. Um, definitely Endgame level. Definitely like top five MCU movies. Yep. Um, I really don't even know what to say. It, it was it was amazing. The acting was incredible. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Oh right? shit, Willem. That's Dafoe not a spoiler. Fuck off. No, it's not. a spoiler. Yeah, he's, he's, he's in the build okay. cast. It's not a spoiler. Um, so many amazing things. Definitely the best Spider-Man movie of all time, hands down. We'll talk about that later. We will. Yeah. <laughs> we will. All right. See you tomorrow morning. Um, take it easy. It's Please. 2 a.m. See you. everybody welcome back to let's talk movies i'm brad wake the fuck up guys i'm miguel good morning and well we would like to welcome you to episode number 54 of let's talk movies we are finally talking spider-man no way home we have seen the light <laughs> we have seen spider-man no way home Bro, it's, like it's official fuck. man the movie is out yep a first year that came out and we went to check it out last night at 10 o'clock in the morning, we didn't leave that bitch till 2, and I 100% do not regret it, because it was phenomenal, guys. Yeah, if you saw that video that was at the beginning of this episode, before we uh, it were as soon as we went live, before those brand new opening credits, I'm just saying, I really dig them, man. I really yeah, dig which, the new opening credits. By the way, with the I, it's a great opening credit, guys, like props to Brad. I saw it was PG thirteen. It just got me thinking. I was like, "Doesn't PG thirteen have like a limited amount of way of words you can use? It like does. you can't say the f word a certain amount." You of get, time you get. I think you get one f bomb. One f bomb. There it oh. is, guys. I'm sorry. We're, we're going. <laughs> sorry, we're PG now. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we filmed that quick little spoiler free reaction uh, as soon as we walked out of the theater last night, and it was about two 
2 o'clock, 2.15 in the morning. Yeah. And as you can kind of see, we were speechless. We, I, I felt very overwhelmed. Like, I realized that after, like, we were – I was in the car driving home, and Julia and I were sitting there talking, and I was just like – I said, what do you say about that? Like, I, I don't know – uh, we probably we didn't really have very much to say in that reaction video, and I think it's you know a lot of reaction videos that I saw the first time they saw it, they were like, I, I don't even know what to say. Like we're just gonna have oh, to talk yeah. about it when we Mainly talk spoilers because, like, because it's so overwhelming. It's such a big movie. Yeah, you literally just start out like right out the gate. Like it felt, it felt like as soon as I sat down, it was just like go 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 we just got so many more information i i will tell you 100 percent. the trailer does not do this movie justice no it absolutely blows this movie blows that trailer out of the water like nothing in that trailer is nothing in that trailer is what you would see like in the movie it's not not, not the way i think not the way you're thinking about it but like they did a really good job priming you up for, for just sure. that Full penetration, my guy. Well, and, and it's not even like it's not even the uh, you know the CGIing things out of the trailer, which Marvel's been known to do. I mean, look at Infinity War. The Infinity War trailer had a ton of stuff that wasn't in the movie, uh, or things that were in the movie that were taken out of the trailer. And of nope. course, this was more things that were taken out. But even like the um, I, I the the fight scene between Peter and Doctor Strange. That's not a spoiler. It's in the trailer. Uh, we're it, gonna defend ourselves a lot. So, this of this. It is so much more epic. And and here's the thing, and you know, we I we covered some of the leaks. We covered some of the leaked images. We we were we were live when the Johnny Campia images uh went you know went viral and stuff like that. Like we saw that in real time as it was happening. Um we've covered this movie for a year, and so many other channels have done an even better job, <laughs> a way better job covering this movie because they they have the the sources, they have the inside knowledge and things like that. But even if you know the leaks, even if you thought you knew exactly how this movie was going to go down, you didn't. Yeah, I'm and not I gonna really lie. Out of that, yeah, out of all the people I've watched throughout uh, YouTube, I swear, like almost every single one of them had like their leaks or sources and whatnot, and they had a good idea of what the movie was going to be. But everyone I've seen, like they're like. Well, that blew out that blew out all my expectations. Yeah. But like they like that's what made this movie so great in my eyes is that not not everybody knew what was gonna happen. Yeah. Well and, and it's I don't know, like I you even might... the people with the sources, like you'd think they would know like a good ideas what happens. Everyone that I've I've seen, oh, this movie was far beyond what, what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And I fucking love that. John White's did a fantastic job with this movie. Bravo to yeah. the MCU for doing this. It was almost as if like my initial like thought after watching it was I felt like I saw Endgame and it's to the point where it's like, where the fuck do we go now? And fortunately, yeah, I mean we we kind of know, but like it was like that sense of like oh what do we do? Like I don't know what to do. That's well, why we, that's why I didn't know what to say in the fucking video because it's like what well, like what what do I say at this point? Yeah, so that that's kind of why we come across as like almost like speechless in that reaction video because we were like we literally like I didn't know how to like formulate what I was feeling. I mean, this yeah. movie unlocked feelings that I didn't remember that I had, like from watching 
like previous Spider-Man films and seeing those in the theater. And why are you looking at me weird? It opened up my feelings from <laughs> the open feelings I never had before. I was like, what the fuck feelings do you have? No, Some I repressed like but, high school memory. No, you know, I, I felt like a little kid watching this. I literally felt like me when I was sitting in, uh, in the theater watching Toby's films for the first time. And yeah, even as, you know, as a, a young adult seeing like Andrew's films for the first time, like it just it it took me back to that because that's something, you know, like for me, it's the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's it's King Kong, it's Iron Man one. It's like those kinds of films that like when you're younger, you it, it, it hits different. You know what I mean? It, it just it. Yeah, it, it there's a, a different... certain atmosphere that's just different in regards to like a spider-man film and and it's nostalgic that, too yeah you can say and you can almost say that for every single spider-man film i can say that for sure because yeah. every single spider-man film I, it feels there's like an atmosphere in it because spider-man is definitely like one of the most beloved not mcu yes. or dc but like he's the most beloved uh character in comic book history like 100 he's beloved by so many people so right. obviously a lot of people are going to flock to this movie and one thing i'll say is um like it was like a couple minutes before like even the trailer started like you could hear the crowd like just you yeah. know just sitting chilling talking like you know talking about what they hope to expect by the movies like it was just that that atmosphere of like we all came yeah. here to watch uh, all of this unfold, which is like years in development, mm-hmm. pretty much like everything we've hoped and wished for. Well, we we so we showed up to the theater about 35 minutes or so early and the line was out the door. I haven't seen line a line back. out the door. I haven't seen a line out the door of a movie theater since Endgame for any movie, yeah. not a Marvel movie yep. for any movie. Yep. Um, and the line was out the door. Uh, I stayed in line with Miguel Um ladies got snacks we made it all the way up like to the back of the we when we made it to the line went and found our seats and we were sitting there for a little while and it as it got more crowded there was a point like you said where literally it was like it was like the theater there was this like hum of like chatter and talking and miguel was like do you hear that like it was just like this rumbling (laughs) because it was a sold out theater so it was just like it was just this rumbling of like non-stop shatter and discussion and excitement and chewing popcorn it is it was it was really cool man it was cool to to hear that it was really cool to experience that um it it was it was amazing so we're gonna get into our non-spoiler thoughts first we are going to get into um spoilers after that we will have a spoiler warning up we will remind you don't worry about being spoiled because we will give you plenty of notice and even if um you're somebody who's joining after the fact or even if people who are going to hop on the live stream in a few minutes, um, there will be a spoiler warning up there. So don't worry about the fact if you're listening on Spotify or any of the other podcast platforms um, about halfway through, we'll probably we'll switch over and we'll talk spoilers if you have not seen it yet. Yeah. Um, because trust me, like, and if you guys haven't seen it, I would highly recommend you get on that shit as soon as possible. I understand everyone's time is different and obviously people can't get to the opening night. But I promise you, you're going to have to watch this movie as soon as you can. I just saw a friend post on Facebook how uh, people are dropping friends because they are getting spoiled. Bro, let me warn you. I thought I thought I got yep. spoiled as I walked into the theater. 
that's how that's how bad this movie was in regards of like trying to stay i it was it was literally like a fucking six-year-old i took the words of a six-year-old he walked out of that theater he said something and the ladies came out and they're like what's wrong i said i'm pretty sure i just got spoiled <laughs> and i just sat in that theater i mean i obviously wasn't i was bummed out but i wasn't like too bummed out to, to enjoy it but i was like i'm just waiting i hope it's, he's fucking wrong but ended up he being to be wrong he ended up talking out of his ass so yeah, if he was is, i was gonna find good. that six-year-old kid i was like yo we gotta talk yeah we got we gotta talk but <laughs> yeah um so let's go on and we're gonna get into our, our spoiler free thoughts on on the uh on the film but real quick j dead is in the chat he says spoiler free i'm spoiling everything yo wolverine kills dr straight which causes tom holland spider-man to take on the x-men by himself happy knocks up aunt may then dips out oh happy why you gotta do that spider-man homebreaker uh <laughs> homebreaker <laughs> yeah homebreaker uh he says by the way the new opening credits are awesome perfect for this channel thanks buddy uh we i've had that in the bag for about a month now and i've been like i just want to show it i just want to show it I just he's been it. he's been sending me snippets of it like but... different iterations of it for like the past month and it's like mm -hmm. it's like what do you say like after like the fifth iteration it's like it's great <laughs> Yeah, cool. I would I would tweak little things here and there, like some of the animation or whatever. And Miguel would be like, "What even changed? I don't understand <laughs> what changed." Um, yeah, and the outro credits are going to be new too. So when the show's over, once once it cuts to the ending credits, those will be new as well. Um, so as we already said, last night was probably like the best movie experience. One of the in the top two, probably Endgame and Spider Man No Way Home were probably the top two movie theater experiences of. of my life if uh, and you know i i don't think i've never screamed in a theater other than those two times and i screamed three times we talked about that in the car i said jules i yelled like three times and she was like yeah i know you screamed <laughs> like i actually went yeah like at two or three different times during this movie. yeah like scream but everybody else was too you know what i mean um there were a which few by the way i highly... where the theater went berserk yeah and you know what i love so much is the fact that everyone learned from endgame because when in endgame you know how like whenever like any of those moments like happened and the crowd went wild they went wild for fucking five minutes though oh yeah so you couldn't hear anything right. else afterwards but this one it was like it was literally within like it was like two or three seconds of just absolute scream and then he got dead quiet immediately because everyone yeah. just wanted to keep quiet they're like they're like yeah but there was like shut the fuck up you yeah. still need to watch the movie yeah. so I, I i appreciate that very much because when i heard the screens i was like bro i'm sure there's a lot of dialogue here we got to listen to it but everyone went quite quick and i was like thank you thank you so i very yeah. much appreciated that yeah um and i mean as you can tell by our lack of forming cohesive sentences uh in that video we were overwhelmed it, it completely just floored me and honestly i'm gonna have to see it a few more times to actually like let everything sink in yeah um, this was my most anticipated movie of the year, and it it's was everyone's. so worth it. Was Bro, so worth the wait. Man. You realize when we started the podcast, we talked about the Spider-Man film at nauseum, and we didn't even have the title. We didn't right. even know the plot. We just said new Spider-Man title, and we were like, "Well, we're going to talk about it." From our first podcast all the way up to possibly our last one through for the year, if you think yeah. about it. So mm -hmm. that's really a culmination. It's yes, absolutely dope. It's almost poetic. <laughs> It is poetic, and it, it's po. It's listen. Here's another thing that's poetic. Our one year anniversary is Monday. 
Oh fuck. We gonna get this Monday. This is, no, this, yeah. is our last, this is our last movie review of, of the year. Yep. And this is like arguably kind of part of what started our show. So it, it really is poetic. It really is it means a lot to us. Um, and I know it meant a lot to so many people. Uh, and you know, the, this experience and the buildup was not only worth the wait, but it was, it was sensational. It was, it, it was sensational in a different way than infinity war and Endgame. You know what I mean? Yep. The yep. thing about Spider-Man no way home is, you know, it, I, I, re- I remember somebody referred to it as Spider-Man Endgame, and it li- Avengers. Almost Endgame, everybody can say that. Yeah. Uh, Avengers Endgame was the end of Tony Stark's story. It was the end of what Tony Stark built in the MCU. It was it was the current MCU up to that point. That was the big like culmination of everything we had seen. Spider-Man No Way Home is the culmination of 20 years of Spider-Man movies. And again, it, I'm not going to I'm not going to hop on that it's better than Endgame. I, I think they're like they're equal for me. Like they're like they're they're equal to each other. And and it's not in terms of like how good the movie is or how bad the movie is, but like sentimental value, because I'm one of those people that like movies hold very sentimental value to me. Like I rewatched in preparation for this. I rewatched all three movies in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man universe, Tobey Maguire's movies this week. And, um, the disrespect to Andrew Garfield. Can you leave that, guys? Well, you can't find... I don't own them. And I actually yeah. thought about that last night. I was like, why don't I own the Spider-Man movies? Like, I'm an idiot. Uh, but they're not... Like, they're on... The 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 rainy movies are on Peacock. The Amazing Spider-Man movies, you'd have to buy them. So... And I probably... Mm. Honestly, I probably will. Uh, and we should definitely do commentaries for all the Spider-Man movies as well. That would be dope. That would be dope. Yeah. That would be incredibly dope. Um, but... I rewatched all of those and it's Endgame. It's hard to say like Endgame was emotional because of everything that we had seen and everything that the MCU meant to us as adults. Yeah. Cause this it was movie a... like seeing the villains again yes. was so nostalgic because they do, they, there were so many callbacks to the other two universes um, little quips, little things that the villain said, little things that, you know, this movie felt one of the biggest compliments I can give Spider-Man No Way Home is that it feels more Spider-Man than possibly the last three or four Spider-Man movies we've gotten from any universe. You know, I would agree with that. Yeah, uh, they did. It, it felt and that was kind of my main gripe with homecoming and with far from home. Was oh that they yeah. Didn't, that's true. They didn't feel like I, they were good. They were great MCU entries, but they didn't feel like great Spider-Man entries to me. Yeah. I was, like, I, was, was gonna, I was gonna mention that to Brad last night. I was like, does this feel like a Spider-Man movie? Because I knew that was his it main did. gripe. It and, did for me. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, there was a weird lack of there, there was a weird lack of like web swinging and the New York scenery and people and like there's there's just a certain vibe that new york has you know what i mean and especially new york in a spider-man movie and it was lacking that you know what i mean it didn't have that same comic book spider-man new york vibe to it this did this hit on all cylinders you know what i mean it hit on the it, it was a new chapter but it was also the culmination of uh really like because you have to remember you and I and so many of you listening have been Marvel fans since we were kids, like long before the MCU, mm-hmm. even before the Tobey Maguire trilogy started. 
And it, it makes me emotional to think about that journey. Like that's my emotional attachment to this movie and to these characters, because like, I mean, this I is, had all the action figures. Is, I played yeah. Spider-Man PS1 and um, uh, the all the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man games and Ultimate Spider-Man on PS2 where you're playing is uh, Venom and Spider-Man going back and forth. I mean, like the comic books, the action figures, seeing all of the, the previous films in the theater. Like it, those are like my fondest Marvel memories. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. So this and this me... felt like the culmination of like a lifetime of Marvel fandom, of Spider-Man fandom. And like, yes, that is where the nostalgia and the sentimental like value comes in. Yeah. It was definitely worth like the, uh, how you say the, the trouble and the turmoil that we went through as kids being like Marvel geeks, you know, being bullied and all that stuff. And now look at us. We're in our, you know, (laughs) twenties, thirties watching uh, the, one of the, without a doubt, one of the biggest entries, for a movie this year so it's like it all started out from just liking comics or just liking spider-man or just liking a simple spider-man movie and just loving the fandom and it comes down to just sitting down with a bunch of people both fans or not just people that want to watch a movie and absolutely love this character and what they and what the mcu has done with spider-man i think that's without a doubt it makes almost everything we went through as as like comic book nerds <laughs> and marvel nerds very yeah. much worth it Absolutely. And it's funny because even now, like, it's funny because nothing has changed. Like, it's grown. Like, I feel like I'm more of a Marvel fan now than I was as a kid. And, like, that's almost, like, weird to say. I mean, like, I, you guys know I'm a teacher. Like, my lanyard at school is a Marvel lanyard. Like, I am, I still have all the games. I still, you know, I'm, since it's finally, like, Christmas break, I'm looking forward to being able to play the new Spider-Man game a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Um, just things like that like and it's funny even this week though like every single day on our way home from work miguel and i would call each other and just talk about it and we were so anxious and so excited and so just like jittery you know what i mean even walking yep. in the theater i was like like i i there was a moment and i actually thought about it um again no spoilers but there was a moment like towards the beginning of the movie uh well it's it, it this isn't a spoiler because it, it's in, it, I, I know it's in the trailer when doc ock shows up okay it's not a spoiler when doc ock shows up like when i knew that that was getting ready to happen like that scene like his entrance was being set up like i literally felt like like i felt my heart rate increasing and i was like i don't know here I we go no, yeah. like it it, uh, it it was it was unreal man it was absolutely, look at that he's, he's lost it, words it, it, he's it was crazy I, I was it, it was i cried three times no i did tear up a few times in this movie i will say that bro i'm not gonna lie um, the ladies were literally checking us out and be like these are these grown-ass men really about to cry i didn't well, cry i'll say that right now i well, i was listen. i was i was lucky enough not to tear up at any point in the movie i there were moments like in the in the movie i was kind of checking on brad and i could have sworn i saw glassy eyes i was like bro you crying just let it go well like, just let it were, go man I did. I'll admit it. I did cry. I'm an emotional dude and I, I'm a sentimental guy. And I did, I did, I didn't full on like ugly cry, but I did te- like there were tears a few times um, yeah. at a few different places in the film. It was an uh, Oscar nomination tear drop. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. That, it's like the one that just rolls down the fucking cheek. It's like just, that, it's that's just the it single one that you just have to go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so if you have not seen, the, the synopsis, if you know nothing about it, the full synopsis for Spider-Man No Way Home reads, 
For the first time in cinematic history of Spider-Man, our friendly neighborhood's hero identity is revealed, bringing his superhero responsibilities into conflict with his normal life and putting those he cares about most at risk. While he enlists Doctor Strange's help to restore his secret, the spell tears a hole in their world, releasing a excuse me, releasing the most powerful villains who have ever fought a Spider-Man in any universe. Now Peter will have to overcome his greatest challenge yet, which will not only forever alter his own future, but the future of the multiverse. Crazy. Yeah. That synopsis is wild. Big synopsis, I'll Um, be honest. Like I said, biggest compliment I can give this movie. If you found Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home underwhelming like I did, No Way Home really steps the game up. Like, a few different notches on a few different levels. I thought that they were great entries in the MCU, but, like, as Spider-Man movies, they didn't completely do it for me. Like I said, there was a lack of web-slinging, a lack of web-swinging, slinging, slinging, a lack of web-swinging. The New York setting wasn't there. Like, they, they had a much, much different vibe than anything from the Raimi universe 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 or the the amazing universe um and like would you agree that this really brings back like a more classic spider-man feel oh 100 yeah i could totally say that right now yeah it does bring that uh og spider-man ish it literally um put him in a position where he has to rely on himself more than um say like say other people in the mcu you know what i mean right yeah because you know in the, in the in the previous movies he's always had um he's always had nick fury he's always had iron man he had mm-hmm. mysterio to help him out and like in his uh in his battles but this one felt more like i have to do this on my own like i right. have to like this is my problem to fix yeah and uh it really set him as a standalone character and not like a side character that we came to like we came that that he was yeah. introduced as because you mm-hmm. know like in and um captain civil america war. civil war he was introduced as just like a simple side character pretty much yeah he was only in the movie for probably like his suit was probably in the movie for about i would say six minutes at most so yeah, i thought that was time. yeah so and that's something that they kind of like continued with for the duration of his uh, uh, appearance in the MCU, this one, without a doubt, it really set him alone in the MCU and yes. made him. I think this movie definitely made Spider-Man much more of a standalone superhero and not as like a team, a teammate in a group. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and I, I saw J-Dead said something in the chat here. Um, without spoiling anything, No Way Home was the first time Tom Holland's Spider-Man felt like it wasn't childish. There were real high stakes, real emotional scenes, deep storylines, and plot with a payoff. And I completely yeah. agree with that. Um, this is a very much so darker, more intense character arc for Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Um and the whole tone of the movie was much heavier and much more grim. There, there was some dark shit in this movie. Like, seriously, yeah. there were some really dark moments to the point where, like, I mean, I there were a few times I leaned up in my seat and I was like, I was just like this. Yeah. And most like, of those, honestly, most of them came from both Peter Parker and uh, Tom Holland and... Uh, 
I would say right now, like we said it, like Green Goblin, he really set the tone for this entire movie. Yeah, man. Like the the cast did a phenomenal job. This is by <clears throat> by far. This is, and I think Tom Holland was good. Tom Holland was not my issue with Homecoming and Far From Home. I thought he did a great job as Spider Man, but he this movie is the if you've ever been on the fence about him. Again, for me, I, that was never an issue for me. I really liked him. I really like Tom Holland, actually, as an actor. I think he's, he's great. Uh, but if you've ever been on the fence about him, this movie solidifies him as Spider-Man. Like, uh, it almost feels like in Civil War and Homecoming and Far From Home, it was like a Spider-Boy. Like, I yeah, feel like he was, he was still... Boy. He was like... Lear- and I don't say that to be rude. Like, he was like learning how to become Spider-Man. Like, mm-hmm. it was... It took Tony dying and Tony giving him the stuff and Mysterio and all of these different pieces to make him into Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Just in the same way as like, you know, in the comic books and in the in the in the Raimi films, uh, there's like a certain series of events that happens that makes them into the Spider-Man that they should be. And I feel like this by the end of this movie, he is Spider-Man. He is a real, he is his own entity. He is not, he doesn't, he doesn't rely on anybody. Like you said earlier, he's not, it doesn't rely on the rest of the MCU. Spider-Man is his own person. He's his own hero, you know? Yep. Yep. So um, that, that was incredible. Uh, Tom Hall did an incredible job. Zendaya, Jacob Batalon. They did a phenomenal job in this movie, too. They had some of the coolest uh, Ned and MJ moments out of any of them. And I know a lot of people yeah. A lot of people are super on the fence about Ned. Dude, I really like Ned, actually. I like Ned in this I movie. I think Ned is cool. I, I'll, agree, I'll agree he was a little bit um, hokey in, like, the past, too. But he kind of kind of grew on me on this one. Yeah. yeah he, in the he beginning really of the movie, did, I was like, oh, boy, here we go. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to get hokey, hokey Ned still. But, no, he definitely grew on his character, too. <laughs> And I yeah. think this is definitely this is the movie where it's like this is what makes it really exciting is the fact that in all of the trilogies, because you know how trilogies are, yeah. it was it every trilogy uh, installment, the third one, it's always seems like an it always seemed like an end to like what 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 this trilogy was. Mm-hmm. This one definitely felt like. I don't want to say the work. It sounds fucking stupid. It's like a metamorphosis. It's like they just grew out. No, but you're, that's out. perfect. That's yeah. perfect, though. That is absolutely perfect because, you know, and, and I think part of the thing with liking the, the characters more, A, this is the third go-round of solo film. So, yeah. like, obviously, this is they're, – they're comfortable with the characters. Uh, Tom they're willing Holland to take, like, you know, actually, risk. Yeah. They're actually together. So there's already that chemistry there. There's the chemistry that Tom Holland and Jacob Batalon have. Um, Doctor Strange, who we haven't even talked about. Benedict Cumberbatch. This was like what, possibly my favorite appearance from ben- Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange. Like it was, it was fantastic. Um, yeah. And you know, you could honestly, I would even go as far as saying is there are some darker moments, and this almost the middle, and and it switches fast because the first act of Spider-Man No Way Home. It's fucking all over the place. I mean, like, it moves so quickly. 
And like, I mean, and I even I leaned over to Miguel at one point and I said, We're just hopping. Like, we're not like they're they're not wasting any time. Like it's just like boom, 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 boom. And we are just immediately going straight into uh into the plot i mean this yeah. movie it, they've released the scene so again it's not a spoiler the spider-man no way home begins literally seconds after far from home ends and there is some time i mean there is like time throughout this film as well um you know a couple weeks past days past things like that but the the opening act is very much all over the place it's very chaotic but you have to think his identity was just revealed to everybody um he was being blamed for mysterious death, so like there's yes. a lot of uh, conspiracy going around. Like you know, people are obviously are split whether or not they trust Spider Man or not. Yeah, and that was kind of a common theme too. Like, uh, it, there's a scene where he's walking into high school, um, and there that was in the trailer. Know, they're they're exactly. I'm only talking about stuff that's in the trailer. I promise you, I will put that spoiler warning up when it's time, uh, and it's not time yet. Like there there are people who still support Spider Man, but then there are people that Jameson is getting behind yep. uh, that then Jonah is just completely like destroying Jonah is a dick Jonah even, dude even baller. more so in, he is uh, a reporter than in the Raimi movies yeah like he's straight up it's he almost is, like literally like yeah he is literally like, yeah, he is like, literally wow. the, the antithesis of what we what we view in regards to news media today yeah 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 it's get to the mm -hmm. get to the moment find you know get to the heart of the crime and just speak your truth speak whatever your you believe your truth is and the whole world will sure. it without any sense of evidence or uh fact checking or whatever it's literally just j jonah jameson doing his thing and i love it mm -hmm. because that was one thing i was a little concerned with was the fact that we were going to get j jonah jameson back but Newspapers aren't really like the big thing now. Like, right? It's, it's all like, digital, you know. Yeah, it's, it's all digital. Podcasts so, and yeah, online, online so, shows and stuff. Exactly. Like that, you know? So whenever and Far From Home, whenever J. John Jameson came out and he it was like a fucking like it was just like a you know the Daily Bugle, but it was like in a podcast form. I was like, yes, that's honestly I'm okay with that because I could see J. John Jameson's if he was right. if J. John Jameson was in this this generation, he would be a hardcore podcaster like info wars, info <laughs> wars yeah like just screaming into this into the screen like it, it's like that's pretty much what i would expect it so i was really happy to see how i was really happy to see how this this spider-man movie was the spider-man movie for argent for this generation not our generation so to, for so to say but like for this generation i could right. see how this will definitely be solidified in this generation's uh spider-man films for sure. Um, and, you know, I especially seeing I'm not going to talk about don't worry, I'm not going to say what's in the post credit scene yet. Um, but especially even after seeing the post credit scene for Spider-Man no, scenes, there are two for stay till the very end. Yeah. Which, um, by the way, I'll say this right now. Oh, my fucking God. You guys, uh, Sony <laughs> and Disney, you guys look, I know this is probably like your like first like duo movie. No, but for not. fuck, I don't know. But like, like, were they like officially were okay with it one another, bro? You got to mm -hmm. figure out who needs to be in that and that uh and that uh credit the credits and who does not, because y'all were playing with my feelings the entire time. They all have to because be this is this is exactly what happened. It first started out with Marvel credits and cool, all right, cool. But then whenever it stopped, the Marvel credits were done, 
but it was so long. It was like a five minute like it was long credit. And then when that was over, I looked at Brad and I was like, "Yo, watch this. The next one's gonna be Sony." And then boom, Sony fucking credits. I was like, "You gotta be fucking kidding!" Well, me. it so was we had to sit through like... another five minutes of Sony credits. I was like, "Bro." The, figure the out, credit, figure it out. The credits would roll, and it was like, oh, it was like they're rolling their own. And it's like, okay, post credit scene now. Sony, and then it would come back, and it was like, oh my god, come on, yep. <laughs> I yep. want to see the post credit scene. Like, let's yeah, go. and look, I totally get, I totally get. Everyone needs to be credited. I get it. Everyone needs to be credited for the hard work that they do. But let's be honest, man. Just you know, if if you if you're that far down the credits, yeah, you should just sign like, yo, just right. just get, just give them the post credit scene at this point. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. But I get why, I get why. But dog. This shit pissed me off. That was one. That was the one thing that pissed me off in the movie <laughs> was was just the credits rolling. I was like, "Okay, congrats, all of you." I just want to know what's happening now. Yeah, because I have yeah. no clue. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I, I really, really, I, I appreciate the darker tone that this set up, and I do think after seeing the the quick switch, because seriously, the first act is all over the place. The second act is dark, like it goes. And it is just nightlight, and it switches to dark, like intensity, yeah. blood, death. It's it's rough, and yep. then immediately yep. we go back, and it feels like a Spider-Man film in the final act as well. Um, and honestly, we can't talk about anything R- really from the middle of the second act to the end of the film. We can't talk about anything. No, it's going to be very broad. From literally, from, no, from, from literally, out. like I can't even like. First five minutes of the movies, like that's literally what we can talk about. Fair. We can talk yeah. about like the the vibe and the feeling of the movies throughout it, but like er, like in regards to details, yo, like after the five minutes of this movie, it's you're into spoiler territory. It's it hits you with with like it sets you into a whole new world at that point, yeah. and uh, that's why I looked at Brad and I knew I was like, there's no way we can do a review of this, a spoiler free. There's no well, way because it was like five minutes, and guess what? Boom, we're into the movie. Well, for me, I, I think after seeing how quickly it switched to a really dark, and again, I'm not talking like dark for the MCU. I'm talking like it was dark. It was like the Dark Knight level. Like it was, it was kind of there were there were some sad. high stakes I mean, it was, in this game. There were some super high stakes. I really feel like the Marvel universe is moving towards that darker style of storytelling. And I'm ready for it. I don't know about yeah. anybody else. I think the Infinity Saga was remarkable. It was phenomenal. It. I, what do you say about that? The Infinity Saga is always going to be the Infinity Saga. It is one of the best examples of storytelling. And that's my big thing. Like, whether it's music or or literature or movies, like, it's all about good storytelling. Yeah. And, like, I think the Infinity Saga is always going to be one of the best examples of cinematic storytelling ever. But it's time for something new, like something with a little bit more intensity, something with higher stakes, something with, um, I don't, not more adult. I don't mean like, I, I don't necessarily mean adult. I mean, we all knew that like comic books do have that gritty nature. There are comic yeah, books that something are more grittier, like happy. Yeah. Like we, we, we wanted to see more of a gritty side of the MCU. We obviously got like yes. the big, like, like a pompous circumstance like of the superheroes but we wanted to see more of like a darker gritty of of the mcu characters in it and we're getting it right now as you can see with like loki uh captain america and the the warren soldier falcon and warren soldier and um 
and Hawkeye right now, like this, it's like it's like it's getting a little bit grittier right now, and yeah. I'm all for it because it's like it actually makes it actually makes these feel more genuine instead of just saying right. like all these superheroes don't feel anything. Like these superheroes, I love how they're making these superheroes feel feel the gravity of what they're doing. Oh, and for that goes sure. for everyone, whether it's and- Hawkeye. Loki, um, Sam Wilson, Bucky, Wanda, and Spider Man, like all of them, you, like they, you yes. can feel they like they like you can see how they're feeling yes. with the gravity of what they're doing and throughout the MCU of this universe, for that matter. Yeah, and that's why, like, I it's it really feel after seeing the way this movie went, after seeing what happens in the post credit scenes, I, I can't really give anything away. This we are moving into the multiverse saga. I think that's. I think that that's solidified. This is the multiverse saga. I I really I think so. Do you? Okay. I do. I'll be honest. I, it kind of it kind of it kind of put a it kind of put a cork in my in my bottle right there with the with, uh, the, with the post credit scenes just a little bit. I don't think so. No, I yeah. I not I. I think there's a perfect storm. I think there's a perfect storm here of what is set to happen in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, plus what's what's happened in Loki, plus what's happened in No Way Home, what's happened in WandaVision. Like, I think this is a perfect storm of things that are going to start going wrong. And of course, even like we know Kang is supposed to reappear with uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, Like, there there are just so many things that point to multiverse here. Uh, And a lot of that, a lot of the intensity in that darker atmosphere that we've been talking about comes from Peter. And I think it was almost kind of reminiscent of of Peter's arc and Raimi's Spider-Man 2. Like, he wants to be with MJ, but it's too dangerous. His grades are slipping. His relationships are are slipping. He's got no job. He's got no money. Basically, like, his life as Peter Parker is failing because he has to be Spider-Man. And this is like the hyper level of that. You know what I mean? Um, Like this is the first time he's ever really had to face the fact that like everybody knows who he is. It's not just affecting him. It's affecting everybody that has ever known him. You know what I mean? Even people like Flash Thompson. This is, I, I guess this is a, it's not a spoiler. It's not a big deal. Like Flash Thompson, like you can imagine from the past two movies, like if, if Flash Thompson found out Spider-Man was Peter Parker, you can obviously tell how his um, relationship with one another would obviously switch. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You guys know what I mean. With Flash yeah. Thompson, the way he was in 1 and 2, like you could tell whenever Peter's uh, identity was revealed, you can tell Flash Thompson was going to flip like a switch. So it's simple as that. Like that, that was a given. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it, it, that in itself is its own slew of problems. Even like without the multiverse villains, like even without that even, whole even other thing. Even if this thing. wasn't like yeah, a multiverse thing. Like this was a serious problem that Peter Parker had to contend with. Exactly. Was like you, you could have had an entire movie about this like crisis of him trying to figure out what to do and like how like how this is going to affect people and you know. Um, but man, I, I I don't even really know like what else. I don't know what else to say about this. It it is remarkable, man. If you have not seen Spider-Man No Way Home, please do yourself a favor and go see it. Go see it with other people. I know COVID is still in existence. Do whatever you need to do to feel safe. Take Um, an extra booster shot and just go. But 
You've had four, ma'am. I well, I want another one. Maybe no, please man. don't do not do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we are not recommending that. I know we are not recommending Fauci, that. Fauci, if you, if, I don't want, I don't want to go on CNN and talk to Doctor Fauci about the fucking uh, booster shot. The how, like, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Just you yeah. know, just be safe when you go watch the movies if you want to bring friends, and just enjoy it at that point, man. Seriously, do what you can, you, take what precautions you can, and just go in there and enjoy it. Walk in there. I, I know it's hard not to have expectations for this film because so much is known about this film and so much has been leaked about this film. But walk in there, go see it with other people. It, it, it's such a blast to see this thing, man. I, I'm serious. It is in, uh, and I've seen a few people say this in the chat, it is probably Avengers Endgame and Spider-Man No Way Home that are the two most memorable, crazy Impactful movie and, theater experiences yeah. I've ever had. I mean... Which, when you by have the way, people clapping and cheering and yelling in a theater, that's crazy. I mean, I, I shit you not, there were three different times that I sat up in my seat and went, yes, yes, just like screaming. And it's it, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. It was a crazy experience. And Miguel, one thing we didn't talk about, the performances from the villains. Yeah. Bro. I would say that right now. Bro. Because obviously all the villains are already in the casting, and so that's yes. not a spoiler. But what I can say is each each villain, I promise you, each villain got their time to shine. They did, and, and I really appreciated that as well. Jesus, there's something in my eye. Hold the fuck up. I was going to say, are you having a stroke? You look, I got something in my eye. Oh, God. I think it's one of Peter's webs. I'm kidding. Ugh. That 3D, that 3D experience is insane. That 4D experience. <coughs> the but webs yeah, actually will, shoot out and hit you in the face. Right? <clears throat> but I will say, though, um, <clears throat> the villains, without a doubt, every single one of them is already in the in the casting list. So, obviously, they... It's not a spoiler to talk about them right now. But I will say, like, every single one of the characters had their moment to shine. And I loved every single one of them. I know a lot of people were concerned with, like, some of them because they felt out of place. Trust me, none of them felt out of place in my no, eyes. They didn't. Um, I thought uh, Alfred Molina as Doc Ock was really great. It felt like you actually took him. Um, and there are slight differences in the villains too. Like they're they're not the exact carbon copy version of when we last saw them, which I liked. Um, Jamie Foxx did a great job as Electro. He had he added a lot of the levity and the the comic relief to this movie, yeah, and I really yeah. liked it. And he was still at the same time a really great villain, like a really impactful, great villain. Um, yep. Which which I was honestly excited for. I was so glad that we weren't going to get like the <coughs> blue uh, Electro, and this Electro just felt more. I don't know. He just felt more. He felt on more a mission. put together. Yeah, he felt like more on a mission to do what he always wants to do which is kill spider-man which is obviously like in a comics like electro's goal is just i need to kill this spider like that's simple yeah. as that yeah. so i would say oh yeah i would say like each one of these villains held their own relatively well yeah um so the the standout performance for me and this is probably one of the last things i'll say about uh, the film and our non-spoiler review here the standout performance for me was Willem Dafoe, even above Tom. Tom Holland did a phenomenal, phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal, yeah. fantastic job playing the emotion um, and bringing that emotion and that depth and that despair to the screen. Willem Dafoe in this movie is unlike 
anytime we saw him in the Raimi universe. He is a much more you literally sinister, took, yeah, you much took, more almost like a split person. He is he is actually kind of scary. Like there yeah. there there is a scene that comes to mind, and I can't say it because it's a spoiler. But there is a scene that comes to mind with Willem Dafoe and to, and uh, to, um, Tom Holland that literally. I kid you not, it, it had a little bit of Heath Ledger Joker in it. I mean, it was that, it, I, and I, I do not say that lightly because I think that Heath Ledger's Joker is possibly the greatest portrayal of a villain of all time. I really do. I That, that role is, is real dear here. But seriously, though, there, Willem Dafoe completely blew me away in this movie. Yeah. One million percent. I would agree. It's it Will and the Foe, without a doubt. You basically took them from the Sam Raimi trilogy and just multiplied them tenfold. Like you could tell that he was so excited to don the the suit again. You could tell yeah. he was so excited to be on the glider. You could tell he was so excited to be the the arch enemy of spider-man and yeah. he really he really said his presence in this movie without a doubt uh controlled he controlled every scene he was in yes. i would say that right there yes well and it, the other thing too is like you realize willem defoe can't like he wanted to do his own stunts i actually Still? saw something yesterday yeah he's 60 or he might even be older than that now but he <clears throat> Oh, excuse me. It was in his con- like his contract. He was like, "I'm not coming back unless I do all my own stunts. I want to do the whole like I am doing this the same way we did it 20 years ago with the first film." Like, and because he said he felt like that was the only way to really reconnect with that character was if he really completely dove in. And I, I, I again, I don't say this lightly. Willem Dafoe's Goblin is a darker, more sinister incarnation of that character than in Spider-Man One, than in Spider-Man Two. And when we see him in Spider-Man three, because he had cameos in all three Raimi films, even though he died in the first one, his like ghost. He was, in, okay. he was in Harry. He was, it's been 20 yeah. years. Yeah. He was in Harry's <laughs> head. And you know what I mean? He was kind of, he yeah. was in Harry's head and he kept seeing visions of him and stuff like nothing he did in like this goblin. And this version of Norman Osborn is light years away from we'll meet again, Spider-Man like yeah. completely different worlds apart worlds apart get it yeah get it get it get it get it anywho dude <laughs> i'm not gonna lie like i like i love like talking about how i feel about this movie but dog i'm just want to get into this spoiler at this point like, i, I, I want so uh, before we get into spoilers miguel i want to go let's give our rating now let's go ahead and give our rating what okay yeah we'll give for, a rating for the, we'll for the people it, that yeah. have not seen it yet because okay. I, I do want to i want to give them our rating so uh our official ratings. Miguel, what is your rating? No, you go first. Okay. My rating for this movie is a He's 9. Shaking. 5. Okay. Is it negative giving... 5.5? You see I that shit, that. guys? <laughs> negative 5.9.5. <laughs> it sucked. Boy. It completely sucked. The whole thing was terrible. Was Blacklist terrible. him now. No. 
it I, seriously i give this movie a 9.5 it was that good and and if i see it again it may even go up a little bit more to like a 9.7 9.8 like it was that emotionally impactful it was that uh I, it was that nostalgic even even though it was an it, and that amazed me too this movie managed to be, be feel and be nostalgic even though it was a new chapter with some mm-hmm. new characters like yep it, it blew me away in, in every possible respect. So, uh, Miguel, what was your... Uh, 9.7. Really? Yeah. I give it 9.7. Wow. Miguel's final score for Spider-Man. You scored it higher than me. What the fuck? I did. <laughs> Bro, I would have... You gave it 0. 0.2 higher than me. I would have gave that shit... I would have gave that shit a 10. Obviously, I have my things. I have my things about the movie. But, right. I mean, other than that, overall, there, yeah. I mean, fuck. I mean, this is probably the, one of the best, if not the best, entry of the MCU, without a doubt. For sure, man. I, I completely agree with that. Uh, it was it was remarkable. Jay Dead said he gave Endgame a 9 out of 10, and he's giving No Way Home a 9 out of 10. He's never given a movie a 10 out of 10. Yeah, dude, I'm not going to lie. And I know all the all the horror people are going to hate me for this because I love I do love horror. I absolutely love horror films and I love the horror genre. But we got in the car and I actually we were driving on on New Circle in Lexington on the way home. And I looked at Julia and I said. That experience or uh, what, what I, I said, the experience of seeing Halloween Kills didn't even light a candle to the experience <laughs> of seeing No Way Home. And it really didn't, man. No, I said I, that too. Listen, I walked out of Halloween Kills like. Yeah, exactly. I literally. Did said, I like that? Did I hate that? I was like, yeah. I don't understand. I don't know what I'm feeling right now. I'm really confused. I said that this is one of the first movies that a group has gone and seen. And yes. we all collectively like enjoyed it. And that's coming from all across the board of a hardcore comic book fan, a hardcore MCU lover and a kind of know it. And then someone who hasn't seen much of the movies, much of the yeah. MCU. And that's one thing that I'll say non-spoiler is um, there are people that have seen this. There's some folks that have seen this movie then know nothing of the MCU or don't really, they know the MCU, but they don't know the whole story, but they still love this movie. They still liked it. And I thought that was something that really was impactful for me because all that means is the MCU isn't just, isn't just catering to MCU fans and Congo fans. It's catering to moviegoers. Like this is a, this is a movie experience, not just an MCU movie, but this is a movie experience to, to watch. And, I find that very heartwarming to know that your average moviegoer experience is still able to enjoy this movie for what it is. For and sure. I think that's wonderful. I think that's just that's just, that's the reason why it went. That's the reasons why it's so high up in my in my scores because standing alone, this is still a great movie. Whether yes. or not you've seen whether or not you've seen any of the original toby or andrew uh, tril- uh franchises sorry andrew uh or anything from <laughs> oh yeah or anything from uh the mcu's entries in the past fucking 11 years or so this is still just a great standalone movie to come and watch the yeah, and the amount oh by the way i forgot to tell you why you're going there like checking our seats because dog when we went to go get our like when we were to go get checked it felt like i was walking immigration with the line and i was showing them my card that's what it felt like for a hot second. But when we got to the when we got to the guy, he was like, "All right, all right." 
are not really checking our tickets. I was like, I was sitting there like, did we really just spend like 60 bucks and waiting in line for like, oh my God, hours? that made me so mad. Yeah. Literally, I paid 70 bucks for our, for four tickets. And I, I would, I had them on my phone cause I didn't have them printed out. And I was going through my email and I was like, Hey man, so here's one. I was like, I have one and the other three are on a different email. And he went, you're good. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah. What the yeah. hell you mean I'm good? I was like, the most... I, I didn't know I didn't just waste 50 bucks. So check my phone. Bucks, I was like, I you're going to look at my phone. Yeah. And you're going to yeah. scan these tickets. And he was like, no. And, and when we like, pass. So and so when, when it, whenever we pass like the guy that was checking our tickets, I immediately looked at Brad and I was like, make sure our seats are not taken because that that was not a good sign in my no. in my head. I was like, yeah, I was pissed. I was like, are you? I was like, are you yeah. joking me, man? So. All right, that's going to do it. Miguel has given it a 9.7. I have given it a 9.5. I'm going to go ahead right now and issue the spoiler warning. We are about to Is this CNN, bitch? (laughs) Is this CNN? We are about to talk spoilers. You might as well add Beyonce. You might as well add Beyonce (laughs) tears up the stage at the AMAs or some bullshit like that. The fuck is this? The fuck is this news real shit that I'm looking at right now? I'm kidding, guys. It's good. Oh my god. Oh, if you're listening on Spotify, it's because the uh, on the video version of this show, uh, there's the spoiler warning thing scrolling across uh, across the bottom, and now it's going away. Uh, keep it going. Keep it going. No, no, because we have the spoiler warning up top. So. If you have not seen Spider-Man No Way Home, if you do not want to be spoiled, please leave. I swear to God. Love you. Thank you for joining us. Leave this video a like. Comment down below. Let us know your thoughts on the movie after you see it. But, oh my God, J-Dest says, coming up on Anderson Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? Right, (laughs) J-Dest. Fucking Christ. Um, oh my god if you have not seen spider-man no way home now is the time to go go watch the movie with some friends and then come back to us and uh and you know come and hang out you have five hours to watch this movie otherwise this video is going to get deleted no okay no uh what is this saw like uh so our, our spoiler thoughts on the movie we've already given in our rating we've already talked about how dark it was um how do we want to go about this? I don't now? even know. I, I again and let's I, start let me, out let from me... the very fucking beginning because I swear to God, within the first five minutes, I nutted so hard. When, I know. Yeah, because if I'm being honest, John Campia, you're a fucking idiot for watermarking well, that. Let's let's say this right now. We are not gonna listen. We've seen the movie one time. It was two a.m. when we walked out. After two a.m. Like we are not, this is going to be an ongoing discussion for the next few months. Like this is not going to be the last time we talk Spider-Man No Way Home. I, I assure you of that. Like this is going to be like, we have like our certain movies and our certain franchises that we like really report on and that we continue to talk about. Halloween is one of those. Spider-Man is one of those Marvel. Like we are going to keep coming back to this. So we are going to miss things. We are going to like not be able to get to it all. Um, in the time frame that we have, <clears throat> but yeah, so like the beginning of the movie is very straightforward. I mean, like, obviously, I I really liked how fast paced it was. Like, mm. people find out he's kind of on the run, and like when he gets home and whatever. Like, I, I appreciated how chaotic it was, and that's why I said yeah. like, the first act. It, was it really like, it was all over the place. You know what I mean? He was like 
in the beginning of the movie, he whenever whenever he got back home with MJ, he was literally like the like a like a little kid that got in trouble and he has to like he's embarrassing like and may this happen like like that like yeah. that it's like i did this so it's like yeah it was hilarious how it gave him like so that kid-esque um um vibe and what made it so interesting was like it just jumped from the beginning like as soon as his identity was revealed like the dodc just went ham on the guy they Dude. just they 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 wrapped this guy up in sheets yeah. and just said yo you're coming in yeah. and um I thought all of that was insane. I was like, oh, great. I hope we we're going to get the trial. We didn't get a trial scene. We didn't get you a trial scene. That? I, w- I know. I did notice that. I was kind of shocked. Um, so, like, I-, I really did appreciate how chaotic things were when people found out. Like, immediately we hopped into, like, this is really hurting him. This is really yeah. going to be, like, a big issue for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for the people around him. First time the theater went ballistic like Miguel said, was less than five minutes into this damn movie when after the DODC had arrested them, after they had kind of been taken in by the cops for questioning, after all this stuff was going on, and Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock was sitting at the table talking to them. He sat down with so much fucking sauce. Oh my God, with so much (laughs) swagger. He was like, he was like, another one, fuck me. So he knew exactly. So it made it solidified him right there. This, and he was only in the movie for like fucking three minutes. It was minutes. literally, it wasn't even three minutes, dude. It was like 40 seconds. I yeah. kid you not. It was not very long at all. Yeah, it fell off. But that yeah, was a true cameo. But you could tell 100% that this man has been in the MCU. And it pretty much connected the Daredevil TV series. Yes. Like, it's confirmed now. Like, there's no way to get around it. It's confirmed. The Daredevil TV show from Netflix is canon to the MCU. And it's not, it's not a multiversal thing either. Well, it's this, 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 like, they were in the MCU during all of this. And I even said this to, to you, though, like, when we walked out of the theater, I said, the fact that Kingpin was revealed in this week's episode of Hawkeye is no accident. That was completely 100% 100% on purpose to have that kingpin reveal at the end of Hawkeye and then No Way Home released two days later. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was 1,050% on purpose. Yeah, um, I believe it. But that was amazing. And I thought... here, And you're exactly right saying that, like, the Daredevil series is canon. Like, it itself is canon. Because literally, homeboy... Somebody threw a brick through Peter's window and he just went... Yeah, he caught like, all like G. Spider-Man was like, you have the tinkle too? and what do you what did he what did what did matt say he said i'm just a really good lawyer i said fuck off (laughs) yeah he said i'm just a really good lawyer i was like holy shit i think it's really cool right now i think it's really cool that no one knows matt murdoch is daredevil like no one is aware of that but we've solidified that he is daredevil already though Huh? They're not going to do an origin story. He is already Daredevil. Yeah, he is already Daredevil. It's just no one knows that he is. They just right. know him as Matt Murdock, as the small town lawyer, <laughs> or possibly what will be the lawyer for the superheroes. Because we see that right. She Hulk's coming out, and she's obviously the a lawyer as well that helps out with the uh, superhero relations, or so to speak, like that. And, I and think she's obviously, been rumored to appear in She Hulk as well. Yeah, exactly. So I think seeing matt murdoch in there made it so much more enjoyable because 
of knowing what's to come right there. Even from like a low level standpoint, I know it's not multiversal like war and all that and celestials, but knowing that yeah. Matt Murdock and she Hulk is going to come in and you know, because they, they're both like lawyers and we've seen how Matt Murdock can be a lawyer and he's just, he, he really, he really controls the stage whenever he's being Matt Murdock. And I will say this right now, out of all the superheroes I've seen in the in the on the big screen, Matt Murdock is Daredevil, and Daredevil is Matt Murdock. Like Charlie Cox right. is like you cannot put in a more perfect casting choice yes. for Daredevil, and yep. the reason why is because he can play such a good Matt Murdock. So even though we didn't see him don the the cowl and the whole suit and the batons, you could tell that Matt Murdock was daredevil the way he mm-hmm. was like just so chill with the whole situation yeah, any yeah, lawyer yeah. any lawyer would be freaked out of taking on the case and matt was just like so i mean this is pretty much black and white like you're you're gonna be good like there's no problems happening we're taking care of it and i died whenever he was like he was talking to happy and happy was like well what about me and then matt was like you better find a lawyer because that's not you know, that's, he said he said you better lawyer up yeah you better lawyer up <laughs> yeah well i thought I, that, that was, was great out of the whole matt murdoch thing and i can't believe we've talked three minutes about something that was i kid you not less than like 45 seconds um but like i love him i love that I, I really seriously like the first thing i thought when he caught the brick the way he was acting the way he was like interacting with them and kind of like doing the little smirks and like the weird like he's daredevil already like there's no origin story to be had he is already daredevil yep like yep. i it, it, it was great it was a great scene the theater went crazy. that was the first time the theater completely lost their shit yep. um so uh there was kind of a, a little bit of a lull there between doc ox entrance and like not a lull not a i don't mean a low point like it, it was it was good it was continuing the whole peter mj storyline him going to school there were some cool interactions with flash with his teacher um and i, I really Burris was, it was fucking cracking me up the gym teacher yeah fuck he said he said this man killed this man killed mysterio he was a conspiracy theorist yeah. in that group and he was yeah. like i don't know why you're doing this he killed he killed mysterio i was like this is fucking great the fact that you're letting the teacher still be around and just saying this kid murdered a guy <laughs> i thought that was fucking hilarious the um uh, relations he has with the teachers and the school and just the population of new york in general yeah immediately switched and you could tell that's usually how that's how we would expect it as someone who was you know just a humble nerd in high school who ended and just people found out he's the friendly neighborhood spider-man so obviously everyone was acting different towards him whether it was good or bad whether it was flowers or just green paint you know what i mean so like you know you it was it was interesting to delve into that and see how different it would be for peter parker if his secret identity was revealed yeah for sure Uh, i mean it would uh i think another thing that really stuck out to me in that kind of in between point and in those you know between action points was um the relationship i i really feel like tom holland and zendaya knocked it out of the park with the relationship yeah. between Peter and MJ. Like, seriously, I, it felt legit. And I know it feels legit because they're also like really together and they really have like a good natural chemistry, but they, it, I felt more, you know, part of what made the, the Raimi movie so good was that every time something happened to uh, 
to Mary Jane, like Kirsten Dunst's Mary Jane, there was weight because of how good the chemistry was between her and Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. The chemistry between Andrew Garfield and Bryce, uh, not Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh my God. Um, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. I don't know. I can't believe I just said Bryce Dallas Howard, like mm-hmm. Ramey Gwynn. Um, the, the relationship between him and Emma Stone was like what gave that so much weight. And this was the first time I really felt like there was weight but for their relationship. You know what I mean? And of course yeah. it makes, we're going to talk about the ending of the movie in a few minutes. But like it made the it made the movie so much heavier because of because of their relationship. You know what I mean? I thought that was incredibly well done. So uh, Doc Ock, dude. Yeah. So we we let's let's I want to talk mainly about the villains right now, because I know that's like the most important one, because right. if I'm being honest, the They're villains really the were the villains were this. the main stories, main characters. They felt like the main characters in this because each one of them were introduced in a span of fuck. I don't say in the span of like 10 minutes of each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, we got we got Doc Ock first, Green Goblin and then Electro Sandman and then the Lizard. Like within like ten minutes of each other, and and it didn't go down the way I thought it would either. It really did. Yeah, I thought there would be more of a hybrid fight scene between Goblin and Doc Ock on the bridge, and that I was such the biggest blue ball ever. Like it really, it really was. was. Like, I was like, I would like to see that battle, but yeah, it's fine. I did think it was really cool the nanotech thing. I thought Doc Ock was going to keep the nanotech when he like absorbed it into the arms or whatever. Yeah. Um, but like the whole thing where Peter could control the arm, like all of that was incredible. I, I thought it that was made, amazing. I it thought it was really, insane. it was a cool, yeah. it was a cool twist that I was not expecting. And yeah, that kind of goes in where people were like, even if you know the leaks, you don't know, like you really don't know. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like that, that whole, like, I appreciate that. That whole trailer, whenever it showed Doc Ogg getting the, the nanotech, everyone thought that, oh, this is, this is a multiversal glitch or did, uh, did, Alfred Molina like still Tony Tech before he met Spider Man. Yeah. No, it was literally like, Af- like Alfred Molina's Doc Ock knew what nanotech was because obviously mm-hmm. it was mentioned in the Raimi verse. So, but what made it more hilarious was the fact that he couldn't once he got the nanotech, his arms were gone, the tentacles were gone. Oh, yeah. Like because Spider Man was literally like he like he was controlling his, his wrist. He was like, you now have control. I was like. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And and Peter Parker was just sitting there looking like sounding like a dad. He was like, calm down. He was like calming down a child because Alfred Molina would just get all pissy, like trying to like swing on him. And and Spider-Man was like, sit down. Like, yeah. just, just just calm down. So I thought that was great. And um, I don't know why. I really like the line when when Octavius says you're not Peter Parker and he's upside down. I don't know why, but when he's sitting there upside down and he goes, I am so confused right now. Like, I really like that yeah. line for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. And he, at that <laughs> point, too, I didn't really understood like what was going on because Doctor Strange mm-hmm. was like, when Doctor Strange did the spell, it really set, it, he, I thought that he was able to like, I thought, I didn't know contain that he was it. able to like contain <clears throat> parts of the yeah. spell. I didn't know that was what was happening. I thought the spell just went out. But I thought he contained it. And I was like, okay, well, how are these villains going to get out? And obviously he says some of them were able to weasel themselves out. Which, yeah. by the way, I thought it was interesting. But, yeah, because one thing we didn't notice, big big spoiler right here, Doctor Strange is not the Sorcerer Supreme. 
Yeah, I don't yeah. know if Did I would notice take that? that. I don't know if I would take that like literally, literally though. You know what I mean? It, the, what made it fun? What well, the reason why is because it was off of technicality. Which I thought was weird. I was like, "This is this is the it, the sanctum he did, though. Like, he, Is there a, he, is, when does Thanos, it really go by tech, like technicalities? Like I was confused. I mean, yeah, Wong is kind of his white his white his his white hand man, his right hand man. You know, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, so Wong Wong officially is the uh, um, sorcerer supreme. Yeah, Frank and Darren, what's going on, guys? Greetings, glad you like the movie. It's good to finally be able to talk about it, dude. It's so good to finally yeah, be able to talk right. about it. Like it's so. It's so awesome. Like, it, it's amazing, man. Uh, Darren, did you know, like, had you seen it already before it released? I know it released in the UK of, like, what, Thursday? I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, maybe. Um, but, yeah, man, we loved it. We absolutely loved it. Miguel gave it a 9.7. I gave it a 9.5. Um, Dead says, the villain showing up quick, so quick, made me think that they blew their load too soon, but the movie only intensified from there. There was never a dull moment from that point. That, that is true. true. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. 100% man well said it was well it said. was also I, I was i was a little worried with the relationship between the villains and peter parker i was like where are we going with this like helping eat helping them like you know and like yeah. cheering them i was like where are we going with this but obviously it blew out of proportion and shit hit the fan but yeah in the beginning i was like this seems a little rushed we're just throwing these villains out right. to you right now Mm-hmm. so well and like the the doc ock thing i didn't re- i i didn't expect there to be that like commonality between like the in the scene where peter like when all of the villains are in the like dr strange's like prison or whatever like his you know chambered thing and i didn't expect there to be that commonality like even between octavius and norman osborne like i didn't expect that i didn't expect that them yeah to- you were because I even leaned over constantly. at you at one point, and I said, "I was like, did we ever see Octavius and Osborne like interact in the Raimi movies?" And like yeah. you had said, no, but they knew each other already. Yeah, because it was it was it was that was an established universe at the time. They were they were trying they were just building off the story. So obviously, like these things happen like in the span of only a couple of years with right. the Raimi verse. So like you had you had Green Goblin, uh, Doctor Octavius, and Sandman. And it was so cool to see those two interact with one another when they've never met each other. But it's only because that they knew of, of each other. Because uh, Sandman was like, yeah, I, I heard you two died. Like, we read it in the news. Like, that's what happened. And obviously, Dr. Octavius and Norman Osborn's relationship was more like a uh, a peer, peer relationship. Like, they know of each other. They know both are great scientists. Yeah, It's just uh, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, Norman Osborn. He went off the deep end before uh before Dr. Octavius. And I thought that was such an interesting like relationship between one another where they were able to talk to each other. And the same goes for um the lizard and electro. Like they knew of each other and they knew they knew what happened cool. to each other. I love the relationship yeah. the like the the, the 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 communication that they have with one another when they're all trapped in the cell in the beginning. So and that's pretty much where I gathered. That's where I knew people were. Except saying, for like, Sandman, though. Sandman, Flint Marco was like, "Who the hell are you, people?" Like he was yeah, kind of yeah. his own, like. But he yeah. was. He was his own, like. He was his own villain too. You I'll know what say I mean? this. I'll say this in a bit. But I was just kind of confused with it at the time with Sandman. Holy yeah. fuck! Darren saw it five times before the release. He saw it about four weeks ago, dude. That's. Incredible. I'm sorry, bro. I bet it like, was hard to not talk yeah, about it, though, Darren. You know, four weeks. Like to not like yeah, it was, this it was came tempting, out. you know. 
That's yeah. awesome, dude. That's awesome. Uh, Jay did ask Darren what he would rate it. Guys, by the way, if you haven't subscribed to the Slaughtered Lamb movie podcast yet, please do that. They just hit 100,000 or 100,000. They just hit 1,000 subs on YouTube uh, a couple weeks ago. They're they're fantastic. Um, yeah, I even like the scene when I'll tell you what I really liked in terms of like villain interactions, like when they were in Happy's apartment talking, like that was kind of cool. That one right but, there kind of threw me off. I was like, that's an MCU yeah. trope right there. Just make it, make it a little lighthearted. When um, I'm trying to think who, how it even got brought up, but like when Octavia says, you know, Norman Osborn was a great scientist, but this season even pop when he was like, you, you're a ghost or whatever. And Osborn's like, what are you talking about? And when, when Octavia says like, you died like you died fighting spider-man or whatever and of course osborne's like what the hell are you talking about you know and they're they kind of had that like go back and forth thing where it was like how i don't understand like how you're here um and this did kind of solidify like they got pulled i at least the way i took it i could be wrong i may have to go back and like rewatch it to catch something else i think they got pulled sandman obviously is different because sandman um Sandman, Sandman didn't really get make any sense he, to me in regards he, to like how he got pulled. It, it didn't because we don't know his story after after he dissipates and Peter lets him go at the end of Spider Man three. Like we kind, I mean that was kind of his ending. That that was his ending. I mean that was all of their endings. But like he he was not really a bad guy. And I, if if I have any like not negatives, but if I have any issues with the villains it would be sandman and i think he was handled well like his look his feel i think it was awesome but uh the thing is like it felt very it was hard for me strange. to see him as a villain it was very hard for me to see me to see him as a villain and like even even in that moment between him and toby mcguire at the end when he's like when toby says like clint or clint when he says flint we're gonna like we're gonna get you better like we're gonna get you home or whatever like there was a moment where i was kind of like why is he a villain like when 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 they were in the apartment and uh and norman kind of made them like turn on peter yeah i was almost kind of like why is he turning on him like why what is there to gain i don't think i don't think what is there to gain from him staying in this universe i don't think he was turning on them i think he was just trying to get out of the out of the way at that point because he knew because i knew I knew, like, throughout the entire time where Tom Holland was trying to help the entire Sinister Six, um, they were, uh, I could tell Flint was just, like, there was nothing to help him. Like, you, like, yeah. I, he knew Tom Holland wasn't going to be able to help him at all. So, he, he just wanted, wanted to, to get back out home. On his own. Yeah, yeah, he, wa- he wanted fair. to get back home. So, whenever, whenever, you know, Green Goblin just went full 180 on him, uh, Flint knew, like, i'm not gonna be able to get home right now i need to find a different way so he ended up just going out on his own so i thought that made him much more of a interesting character because he wasn't a villain because he didn't want to go he didn't he didn't want to like go back home to die he wanted to go back home to see his daughter so he wanted he wanted to go back home as compared to everyone else you know what i mean everyone else wanted to stay he wanted to go home but he needed that box and he needed to take down Spider-Man to get that box. Right. So it was a weird, yeah, it was he a wasn't weird really like, on... motive differential he... between everyone else compared to uh, yeah, Flint. You're right. Flint's you're motives right. was very much different than 
uh, the rest of the villains. And I thought that was really interesting. I do appreciate that there was some complexity to the villains. They weren't just, oh, let's band together and kill Spider-Man. Like there was a li- there was some it was a weird dynamic between all of them, even between yeah. Electro and Goblin and uh, especially Octavius and Goblin and Sandman kind of wasn't with them, but he was. It was definitely a weird dynamic. Um, Darren said, you'll never know how hard it was. We couldn't contain our excitement for our first screening. I've never experienced anything like it in my career. Dude, I, <laughs> I could yeah, not I, imagine. I couldn't I imagine. Hate, I would hate to go through that, man. That's It's tough. I mean, obviously, I would love to, but like, I would love to experience that. But like, to like experience what you went through for those four weeks, oh fuck, I'm sure that was hard, man. Well, and like, it was really cool because again, like the last time that I remember pulling up to a theater, first of all, when well, we parked like, like it's a pretty big shopping center where we went. Yo, I've mentioned it to Brad. Like, we saw the parking lot from a block away, and we could just see the crowd. Well, it's a big, it's a huge parking lot. I mean, it's it's a really, really big parking lot. Um, it's one of the bigger Cinemark theaters. And we pulled up and we were like, oh, crap. I mean, it was just like their cars were backed up. We had to actually park like around the building. Um, when we when we filmed our like initial reaction to, to the movie last night at like 2 a.m. or whatever it was. I mean, we filmed that like behind the movie theater because that's where we were parked. So it was the last time I remember seeing a line to get in a movie theater, go out of the building and onto the street was for Endgame. And when we walked up and saw that, I was like, man on a mission. I was like, go get popcorn. I'm getting in line. (laughs) I had my tickets on my phone. And then of course the, the guy didn't even check my tickets. I was like, I'm so mad. I was like, we could have just walked in. Like we literally could have just walked in. I wouldn't have done that because we're good people. But like, I, I'm it not, just okay. made me mad. I literally, I showed him one. T- I was like, here's my ticket. And he, I was like, well, I, cause I had three on one email and one on another. Cause I bought one late and I showed him the one email and I was like, so here's one. And then I'm going to, I was trying to pull the other three up and he was like, you're good, man. And I was like, are you, f-? I was like, what? I was like, you're not even going to check them. And he was just like, nah, you're good. Go back there. I was like, okay, there's a line of like 200 people going out the door, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I bet that was crazy. I, it was, it, I bet it was unbelievable having to, having to bottle that up. Um, J dead says, agree, Brad, I'm already, so, oh, he's already slept the slaughtered lamb. Sweet. Uh, they have great talk content. Y'all should do a live stream together sometime. We will. That's definitely in the works. One of our, I, I said this like a few weeks ago, like one of our goals is to like do more stuff with other channels, um, and to get some people on the show. So that's definitely coming. Uh, he said, Darren said, Jay did for sure. It's the best Spider-Man movie and potentially the best Marvel movie for me. I can agree. I would agree with that. I would, I would agree. agree. I would completely 250% agree. Uh, so the standout, as I said, like in the non-spoiler part, the standout character for me was Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. His mm-hmm. Norman Osborn. The fight scene. When they make the switch and they're like turning on Spider-Man, um, I kid you Fuck, not. Yeah, holy there is shit. A fi- the fight scene between Peter Parker and Norman Osborn and the lizard. It, it like has that was... a little bit of Keith Ledger Joker in it. I mean, when when Peter is punching him in the hallway and they're like falling through floors and pushing each other through the walls and stuff. I kid you not when he punched him and he was just doing the goblin laugh like he's bleeding and he's punching him and Peter is going at it like he is just going at it. It really reminded me of the scene in the Dark Knight when Batman slams the Joker's face into the glass and he just falls on the ground and he just like rolls over and he's laughing 
hysterically. And Batman is almost like, what the, like, like he doesn't even know what to do. Yeah. That moment reminded me of that. And yeah. I was just like, oh my God. Like, Willem Dafoe yeah. is not every, out of every the punch, park, man. Every punch uh, Peter Parker was given, uh, the Green Goblin, the more he kept laughing, I was like, oh, this guy is sinister as fuck. He, is, he was psycho in this. Yeah. Like, he, and when, I mean, he was crazy in like Sam Raimi's Spider Man from 2002, but like, he was a psychopath. And Willem Dafoe did his like split personality thing beautifully because you could tell the difference between another. Because whenever uh, Dr. Octavius was talking to uh, Willem Dafoe and he said he was like saying it's great to have you back. And you could hear how how the deep voice of Willem Dafoe when he changes into the Green Goblin. You could hear the change. And I, I looked at Brad. I was like, oh, fuck, he's back. I was like, oh, shit, because obviously, you know. Norman Osborn, like was phenomenal, he was, man. he he was, he's hurt by all this. Like he's trapped by the Green right. Goblin, and out of nowhere, the Green Goblin just comes back and takes over. And you could just tell how like everyone just started getting really antsy because it's literally like the Green Goblin in a small room with Peter Parker, Aunt May, and everyone else that he's trying to help. Like you could, that's 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 like. It's like setting a lying loose in a fucking apartment building. It's like, it's not a good idea. So as soon as I saw, I heard like the Green Goblin's voice like change. I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. It's going to get really bad because Electro was really like creating tension into the movie because he was like, I don't want to be saved. Like, I want more power. Yeah. And that's when he kept looking at like the arc reactor. But Willem Dafoe, when as soon as he as soon as his personality split and he went back to the Green Goblin, I was like, okay, here comes the spark. It's gonna he's happen. Such right a, here. He's such a good character actor, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he really brought a lot to that like, yeah. moment. Like the switch, it, it's it's really like a split personality kind of thing. Like yeah, like when he's Norman, and then when he turned around when they're in the apartment and he like immediately like slipped into goblin mode, it was just like I mean, it was just uh, it, yeah. That, and that moment blew me. That was like one of the that was a standout like top five moments for me. Yeah, and what was, made it when he was giving that whole like diatribe. Yeah, you know? and when the the way I know like the intensity was growing was the Peter Tinkle. How you could tell Peter Parker was sensing some really bad. I and, like this spider sense too. Yeah, right. It made it's an I intense. Thought, it's I intense. Thought, I thought in my head I was like, oh boy, is this where? Well, here we go, guys. Tom, like, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in this movie. I thought that was a moment, like, they were going to come. Like, I thought it was, like, all the spider senses, like, colliding. Oh, but it that would have been cool. Yeah, but and I like this one better because it was the fact that Green Goblin's presence and just sinister, like, yeah. feel was so intense that it, like, it really clouded Tom Holland's Peter Parker because yeah. he didn't know what to do. He was like... Something is bad. Something is really bad. Something is near us, and like he couldn't tell what it was until he actually saw um, the the facial expression change in Willem Dafoe. Like you could tell, like yeah. Peter Parker was like sensing something really bad, and it just enhanced that like like evil dread that of what's yeah. to come with Willem Dafoe, like 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 the green goblin taking over norman osborne well even even at that point though i didn't expect i didn't when they started fighting and the things he was saying and he was like laughing and the 
the the way he was it was almost like he was untouchable like you couldn't hurt him like no matter how hard you punched him no matter like, what you, you have did, nothing you to you hurt literally me. Yeah. yeah it's like Heath Ledger's Joker you have nothing to threaten me with yeah when he's on the ground like I just it, it was amazing man um so the cat's out of the bag let's talk Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield because that was the other two moments in this movie where well two of the other moments in this movie where the place freaking went berserk and respectfully crazy. berserk which i loved so much because yeah. as soon as we saw andrew garfield first everyone was like ah but then they were like shut up <laughs> we got let's see it i saw let's a few people it. say that they were like yo when toby and andrew showed up i couldn't hear what either one of them were saying because people were screaming so loud yeah yep. It was like you said that with Endgame. The first time we went and saw Endgame, when Steve says Avengers Assemble, you were like, it was like, Avengers, you... and you were like, what did he say? I didn't hear what he yeah. said. Like, I mean, you we, know. we all know what he says, but I just want to be know, able to hear it, it myself. You want to hear it for yourself, yeah. Also, um, look, I love Ned. He's He became a great character. He's the one that brought them. Now? Yeah, bro is a sorcerer, and he's the one that brought yeah. uh, Toby like, and Andrew. I was like, the fuck out of here no but i yeah, i get that why was strange to me I, cool, I get why but... that happened and so whenever i was expecting like <laughs> yeah in my head i was expecting like you know tom holland to be by himself and all of a sudden uh andrew garfield and toby come in and they like you know touch his shoulder or something like that and he freaks out but it ended up being like ned and mj finding them first and that's that was really neat. I like the fact that they met up with each other first because yeah. you could tell like in the dialogue that they had with one another, like they wanted to find like Tom Holland. Like they their goal when they got sucked in here was where is this Peter Parker? Like where is he? He like we need to help yeah, him. Like there was, was like there was like a that... there was a collective like understanding of like we need to help this kid. That was something that I, I need to go back and uh, again, there there's so many reasons I want to go back and rewatch this again. Um I didn't understand how did they know about Peter? That was something that I, I think I was in the moment and everybody was cheering. And I was like, I, I was, I, I was really kind of like trying to focus on them, but it was also like Jay dead said a minute ago, he said he cheered up when Toby walked through the portal and he said his childhood smacked him across the face like a hammer. Seriously. Yeah. I was so just like, Like it, I, I was overwhelmed. What? How did they know about Peter and about like knowing what was going on? Well, I'm sure that I'm sure the Daily Bugle was like spewing all those news outside. You know what I mean? In their because, universe, like, though. No, it wasn't in their universe. They got sucked into the MCU. It wasn't like a multiversal like circle thing. Like they were they were in the MCU at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't yeah. pick up. I don't know why I didn't. I forgive me, but I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, first. that's the I reason. Like, that's the reason what? why. So obviously, I didn't know what was going on. So obviously, when they got sucked in, they were trying to figure out what was going on. And I'm sure the Daily Bugle was like showing out all this stuff. And I'm sure Toby was like, "Wow, Jay Joma got a website now. Okay, good for you, man. Like he, you moved out of the newspaper business. Good for you." But right. I thought it was uh, the Daily I Bugle's thought, moved up in the world. Yeah, right. Can, can we also talk about how like. Literally, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, they are each other. Like, they both, they love to be in that. Because you could tell how different they are from one another. Because yeah. from the moment when Andrew Garfield came out, and he was like, he took off his mask. He was like, I'm Peter Parker. I'm Spider-Man. Just right at the gate. And then Tobey Maguire came in. He was like, who are you guys? 
and he was able to keep a secret identity and he came out with the well i mean i don't i don't reveal my secret identity well, and, it was, and andrew it was, was like oh yeah he well yeah because to- <laughs> andrew was like i'm peter parker i'm spider-man everything is gonna be okay and toby walks through and he was like i don't go like brandishing it everywhere like i don't go like yeah, yeah. talking about it um, yeah well and it, it was cool because like when they had that moment of like when they kind of like not fought but they were like leering at like each other a, for a second they like yeah. webbed each other or whatever and it was like oh, okay you're okay <laughs> like, like, yeah oh, exactly you're, you're good like you're good um yeah man it was it was a cool i'm almost glad that we didn't get like a big grand entrance with them i mean like that was enough i think because you needed that moment to like sit with just them for for a few minutes you know what i mean mm-hmm. you needed that you needed to be introduced like reintroduced to toby and andrew um and, and I, I, thought, I really liked I do a agree lot with of the that, fact that know? they did get a lot of screen time i think they did i did too i thought they had yeah. a great amount of screen time i i was I, I had no problems with how much screen time they got i was pretty i was pretty happy with that actually um and you know lo- even looking at like uh the the scene where they first meet up with tom holland's peter when when toby says does he have a place that like he would go to be alone you know what i mean like you know and they're like for me it was the chrysler building and he says you know for me it was the empire state building and stuff like that like that was a cool little i i also thought it was cool that they they had these little these little moments of things where it was like all three Spider-Men have something like there there's commonality between all three of them. They all have a place they go. They all have like certain experiences do line up for them. You know what I mean? Even though yeah. like characters are different and people are different and it's, you know, like interchanging different things from their universe. But like there are certain things that are like a given that affect all three of them the same way. You know what I mean? And I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. I thought when, it was wild how they. Uh, I was gonna say something about um, the the <clears throat> the main theme of the show, like the main like saying. I was I was wild with how it, that changed. Like with because you know how like I was thinking in my head whenever Aunt May like made the famous line with great power comes great responsibility. As soon as she said that, I knew she was about to die. I was like, "Yeah, yeah I knew die. that." I was like, "I knew it. that too." She's gonna die. Yep, I knew that happening. Well, but what made me think? She... What made me think I'll of come this, back to this was sorry. What made me think of that was, I'm guessing Uncle Ben didn't say that to Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I think. I think nope. Ben Parker just died of just you know of a terrible accident. Spider Man wasn't, and Peter Parker was there to help him, so he didn't have that gravity. Until it was Aunt May, so I was so confused. I was so confused on that. Whenever, whenever Aunt May died and she said that scene, bye bye, spoil. Um, she, uh, that's where it hit me. Out and, when, and whenever uh, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield were talking about it with that, with the same quote, I was like, "Whoa, this is." I in my head, I was thinking, "This is the origin story of this Peter Parker." Yep. This is yes. the origin story of this Spider-Man. Yes. And I was I, like, because because I was kind of worried. I was okay, but I was worried at the same time with like them jumping into Tom Holland Spider-Man with no sense of origin story. And I thought that was a refresher. But that was because I think they were setting up for this. They were like, I'm serious. I really feel like Far From Home and Homecoming, he was not really Spider-Man yet. Yeah. Like it was I feel like all of what happened in the events of Civil War and Infinity War and Endgame and Homecoming and Far From Home were the build up to this moment. This movie, that moment where he and Toby and Andrew are together and he was get like telling them what to do and he like that was like he became Spider-Man. His sacrifice 
at the at the end of this movie, which we're going to talk about in a, in, a, in a few minutes at the end, his sacrifice is what um, what made him Spider-Man. That is the most Spider-Man thing that any version of that character has ever done. Yeah, because in um, the movie, in the movie, like in, in the previous two movies, he wanted the people he, he cared about to know he's Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. And uh, now it's like a complete 180. And we'll talk about that later. But like, I think it was mm-hmm. a complete 180. And I think that decision was what really like grew him into being the Spider-Man that, that we all, I mean, honestly yeah. wanted to see. So. For sure. I, and I, I really like the scene where him and Toby kind of like met up with Tom and they were like, it's okay. Like, don't like, it's okay. Don't, don't, don't worry me. about it. Don't whatever. And, you don't need, uh, to, yeah. we don't need to web each other. Well, right and when they were kind of sharing, like Tom was like, don't act like you understand or whatever. And I was like, when he said that, I was like, bro, they've been through more than you've been through. I was yeah, like, right, I was right. like, I was like, they've both, well, lost. I, don't they've know both about gone, that. I don't know if they've been through more, but I was like, oh, they've both gone through some shit too. Like, yeah, they, don't, yeah. Like, don't, I wouldn't say that because, Toby and Andrew have both had had their share of like hardship, you know. Yeah. Um, but when Tom said Aunt May told me with great responsibility or uh, uh, with great power, and then when Toby said with great responsibility, and he was teared up a little bit, I was like, "Oh, like, fuck me!" Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was like, "Wow, man!" It it just it that was a great scene. That was another like tearjerker, really, really impactful scene because it was like it was the first time that all three Spider Men really like. They, it was the first time they really connected, and yeah. I think that was when Tom started to kind of realize, like, oh, they are like me. Like, they are. This, it's not just me. It's not just this is happening to me. They've been through the same kind of experiences. You know, they've yeah. lost people. They've dealt with people learning of their identity. They've they've dealt with losing friends, with losing family, with losing with making sacrifices, with, with making sacrifices. The, of the inspirement, yeah. With dealing with villains that you can't save, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure Peter wanted to save Norman Osborn. Peter wanted to save uh, Max Electro. He wanted to save Octavius, but they, they couldn't, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was really, really cool. Uh, again, Aunt May's death, that whole scene at the at the apartment was really, act two takes place at the apartment. It does. And, yeah. like, up to the point where we just talked about where, like, like in my eyes, like, act act two is from the apartment to uh when toby and andrew and tom all meet up at the same time and they're talking they're having that conversation the third act of this movie is bonkers and i actually kind of appreciated how how much um we saw toby and andrew in like a uh being in peter a parker. Scien- in a scientific like really peter yeah, they, parker capacity was, like i really it was great to that, see you know? it was yeah it was great to see tom holland toby mcguire andrew garfield be peter parker yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they become their Spider Mans, like they don their 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 suits. Like that was really cool to add that as well. It wasn't just like, okay, let's put the suits on and kick ass. No, let's right. let's yes. think about let's think they, about like what we're gonna do and come up with a plan. There was breathing room for their characters. They got yeah. to have that. They got to talk about Gwen. They got to talk about Kirsten Dunst's Mary Jane, and like, um, you know, they they got to share that. They got to bond a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated that. Like, those are some of the moments that I appreciated most, dude. One of the funniest scenes. I don't know why I thought this was so funny when Toby did his web or whatever. Yeah. And Andrew, Andrew Garfield goes, "Oh my god!" He said, "How did you just do that?" How and he was like, that? "He said, Toby no. said, you guys can't do that too." And he did it again, and they were like, 
yeah <laughs> that was and awesome. then and then and then the way they like they like they they like, build off on that whenever like before the big battle happened they were just like having yeah. like that little chit chat yeah they were like yeah so like well, i mean like it's not like it's not weird that you could do that we're not making fun of you it's just that we can't and we're and just we're curious like, how you're able to do it. Yeah, yeah. He was, so was like, like, we just don't understand. Like, I don't... He, and what and, made it... Andrew Garfield said, so, is it... He said it comes out of your wrist. He was like, does it come out of other parts of you? And that Toby was Tom. Was like, oh, was it? Yeah, I and, Andrew, and Andrew was like, what? What? Well, Andrew yeah. said what? And Toby said, I really don't want to talk about this right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I loved awesome, it so man. much because that was something... That was like... In the comics... They get 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. I hundred percent believe Peter that Parker's too. Talking and learning about each other was my favorite scene. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Yeah, awesome. and what made what made Toby's like uh, web shooter so interesting was because that was like their decision in the Raimi verse, right? Because Peter Parker has always had like it, he always yeah. had web shooters, and it just come out of him. And it was, that was cool. something. Yeah, and that was a great. It was it was a great thing that Toby McGuire did and Sam Raimi did in that universe. But I knew that whenever the like this possible crossover was coming. Like I knew, like that was gonna be the. It the, would get like, brought up. The, yeah, it was gonna get brought up because yeah. he's he's the only Spider-Man that can do it. Everyone else has web shooters, so yeah. I thought that was really really funny. Because like, Tobey Maguire was like, "What's that vial for?" And Tom was like, "It's for my web shooters. I got to refill." And Toby was like, "Bitch." <laughs> he said, "What?" Was like, whoa! And they were all like, "Whoa!" Andrew like climbed up on the table. He was like. How did you just do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. really cool, man. Um, Andrew Garfield was the one that I loved the most. Like, I'm sorry, he guys. Was funny. He was hilarious. He's a great look. He's a great Spider-Man in my eyes, and like he, like yeah, all three of them are great. I love Andrew Garfield. Like some people have some hate for Andrew Garfield because they thought he was like too much of the cool boy. I didn't think so. I thought he was just a nerd, just a simple kid that just like became Spider-Man, and he just has that funny like confidence egotistical thing that he has in him and yeah. you can see the awkwardness that he had like in this movie whenever whenever andrew garfield was like just want to let you guys know i love you and both tom and toby yeah. were like yeah thanks yeah. man <laughs> thanks. yeah it was cool um but yeah it, it was it was so cool man even when um what does he say uh when even when they're talking about like the Tom's like Tom Holland is like yeah I was actually part of the Avengers it's like an Earth Mightiest Heroes kind that of thing. one right and there Toby goes how the hell does this help us right now <laughs> no no it was it was the one where like that that was one moment where I was like yes fuck because uh because Tom Holland was talking about like the Avengers and Toby was like oh the Avengers and I was like I looked at I grabbed Brad so hard I was like oh, the Avengers he, did. he grabbed Sam my Universe. arm and was like oh. and then as soon as he was like what's the Avengers he said what the hell is the Avengers and you were like oh my god I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> you were like, "Crap, man!" But yeah, uh, that was that was a blue ball moment as well. I I, I believe that hundred percent. But I I love yeah. that in the final fight scene at the Statue of Liberty, every every one of them and every villain all got their time to shine. Like all three right? spi- the shot of all three Spider Man running together and jumping when they like yelled and stuff and they're swinging together, like that was amazing. The whole final fight scene was remarkable i mean it really was it was incredibly well done dr strange coming back um every single villain got their time to shine when they were healing them um there was a moment where i've sat up in my seat for about five minutes when uh, i'm we're, we're skipping to the end because i know we're, we're running i'm running short on time um i know we're almost at 
we're, it feels like we've been talking for like 30 minutes and it's we're almost at two hours. Um, but uh, and again, this is going to be something we're going to talk about a lot. This is this is like bare bones, just our initial like morning after thoughts on on the movie. There was a moment because this whole thing has been about who who is Spider-Man, who is, you know, like I, I think the fact that Toby knows how sinister Willem Dafoe's uh, Green Goblin, I almost said Willem Dafoe's Doc Ock, um, Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, Norman Osborn is when him and Spider-Man are fighting on the shield, when Norman and Spider-Man, Tom Spider-Man are fighting on the shield and Toby and Andrew look down and they just look at each other and like shake their heads or whatever. When Toby grabs the glider and him and Tom are like, Toby's like shaking his head, like don't kill him. When Toby Maguire got stabbed, bro, I don't know if I've ever, bro. if my heart, every organ bro. in my body was like in my pelvis. I was like, if you, kill, I was like, you just play. I just watched all of Toby Maguire's movies this week. I, it, he is my favorite Spider-Man. He is like the most nostalgic character of any movie ever for me. I was like, mm-hmm. if you kill Toby Maguire right now, I am getting up and leaving this theater. Yep, there because as soon as he got stabbed, there was such a huge gasp. I there cla- was. I I gripped everyone that was near me. I was so fucking pissed because I thought he was gonna die. And then Green Goblin was like, "You, you," and I yelled out at the top of my lungs. I was like, "Fuck you!" And I was yeah, literally Miguel- about to grab my drink <laughs> and chuck it at the Miguel fucking yelled theater. that in a crowded theater. This uh, it was man. It was just that that moment. Like literally, the entire theater went. <gasps> And like huh. everybody sat up for a minute, and I like I literally I sat in my chair like this. Yep. Like leaned down on my knees for the next like five or six minutes because we didn't know if he was gonna die. And Bro, he didn't die. Yeah, he did. Um, this man, this man laid lay down and says, "Yeah, it's fine. I'm, I've been stabbed before." I said, well, Fuck you. Seriously <laughs> though, Andrew was like, "Dude, are you okay? Are you okay?" He was like, "I got him. Go, go." And like after Peter realized that he was gonna have to make the sacrifice when him and Strange were talking, um. And yeah, Toby was like, "It's I'm fine. I've been stabbed before." I was like, "What? What?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I know, but like that it was so like seriously. I feel like they were writing that script and they were like, <laughs> "They were yeah. just like, I'm just gonna screw with them and think he's gonna but die." Boy, that fight scene with <clears throat> Tom Holland and Green it Goblin. Dark. I have never seen it was dark. Peter Parker, Tom Holland, Tom Holland's Peter Parker. Go in such rage mode. You know what? It reminded me of the comic book, of where um, it was same, same, same kind of story, so to speak. Aunt May gets hurt by Kingpin, and Peter Parker just fl- like swings into the prison, takes off his cowl, takes off his whole thing, and says, "You're not going to get your ass kicked by by Spider Man. Peter Parker's going to kick your ass." And he wails on him, and he basically says, "Like, yo." I could shoot webs in your mouth right now and choke you out. But I just want you to know, if Aunt May dies, I'm coming back to finish the job. Like, that fight scene in the comics is pretty similar to the ferocity Tom yeah. Holland had in this uh, fight between Green Goblin and It actually kind of reminded me a little bit of the fight scene in the fir- at the end of the first Toby Spider-Man. Because he it went kind of hard, too. Yeah. Like, he was pissed. Like, they were going at it at the end of yeah. the first Toby movie, you know? I um, thought like like it was it was hard to watch. I was like, "Yo, Willem Dafoe did his own stunts, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But it was amazing, man. Uh, the the ending scene, I almost kind of felt like they gypped us on 
Toby and Andrew's exit. Like, I felt like they could have had more of a an exit to the movie. Um, no, I felt because like their, the situation their ending... was so dire. Right, and saw, I, I like, get that. I get that. Breaking, dude. <clears throat> the when it when when the universe was the universe was breaking, you saw amazing. all like the characters. That was dope. But it looked like it, it was comic like book the... iterations of those. Characters. Yeah, yeah, it, it was like... really cool. It looked like the silhouette of characters you have not unlocked yet. You know what yeah. I mean? It was like it was like turning. It was like turning. It was like You're not right. unlocked yet. Like right. unlock at level seventy two or something like that. <laughs> like I saw the rhino and he like he had like that pose right here and like it was like it was a comic book actor like rhino suit and he was like this just spinning. I was like, what the fuck yeah. are we getting at here? Yeah, I thought that was pretty fun. But yeah, obviously, obviously, Doctor uh, Strange even got a little emotional. He was like, he said when he said, "I'll see you later, kid," and he kind of like choked up a little bit like yeah because he i was think so he beloved knew... in the entire uh avengers well and Everybody he knew them. he knew how hard it was what peter was about to do like mm -hmm. and that's why i say it, peter's decision at the end of this movie is his sacrifice is the most spider-man thing it's it what he did is worse than giving his life than dying as spider-man like for him i yeah. mean he he did the right thing but choosing what he chose is it, 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 it's the most the, that's why i say it's the best superhero movie of all time because mm -hmm. no superhero movie ha, no superhero has ever making making i hate everything has ever given that much of a sacrifice yep you know what i mean yep and that's why i say like this movie you know you we'll we'll, we'll kind of talk about this in a minute you know, you said you felt like the end of this movie was almost like a soft reboot of the franchise. I dis I don't think it's we're quite in reboot territory. No, not um, but you understood what I meant. Like it resetted it everything did. It reset he did everything. from right. one and two. Because if you saw yes. at the ending, like he has he doesn't have Mary Jane. He doesn't tech he doesn't have the Stark tech anymore, which I was ecstatic to see. Yeah, and you, you like saw that. that he has when he was moving into his, his broken down apartment, he had a GED book. Like nobody mm -hmm. knew who Peter Parker was. Yeah. So he has to start back. Like he's not in MIT anymore. He does. Like he obviously has his brains. So he has to build his way back up. Mary Jane and Ned do not know who this man is. So he didn't go to right. the same school or anything. So he's yeah. literally on his own and mm -hmm. he has to build everything back up. And I, that's why I consider it like a soft, like little reboot because it's like, Everything from No Way Home and everything Peter Parker experienced from No Way Home and Far From Home is gone. People yeah. know who Spider-Man is. They just don't know. They just don't know what who he is. And it's going back to the way Tobey Maguire is, which is like, you know, like when he finally moves out of Aunt May's place and he gets the apartment. Like, it's just him. Yep. And he's on his own. And I was low-key about to cry whenever uh i saw that the sewing needle the sewing needle of him making his suit and him jumping out <laughs> with his freshly new like og like comic og suit comic accurate it I had was... like the original it wasn't the stark spider it was a different yeah. spider it was a different everything yep. um and jay dead puts it perfectly here here he says peter parker chose a death that he will have to live with which is worse than actually dying Oof. i mean that's what i'm saying man it, it is i laying god laying truth here man okay but, <laughs> i was like okay, Play, okay. Truth, dude. yeah but i seriously it, it was the most 
it was the heaviest decision that any superhero has ever made. Yes, more than Tony Stark dying. That he chose something worse than dying. And I do think there has to be a payoff at some point. I do think in the events of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which was one of the post credit scenes, the trailer for that movie, I think not in that movie, but I think the events of that movie, the events of the next Spider-Man film and whatever else happens, I really believe that... Um, I, I believe that there is going to be a payoff, a payoff for him. I about said, to, because... There has to be a payoff. You can't was, leave it at that. You, it would be, little, it would feel incomplete, you know? Yeah, it was a little bit of a plot hole if I think about it, because that spell erases memories. Right. And Doctor Strange erased the memory of uh, the Hyatt or wherever the fuck Wong was talking about. Like, but he remembered. Yeah. So Doctor Strange should remember that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. I think that something in the events of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness will make him remember. I think he I think at some point Doctor Strange will remember what happened and Doctor Strange will be the one that somehow makes this payoff. There has to be a payoff. It won't be in the next Spider-Man movie. It won't. I don't think it will be. I think in sometime in this next college trilogy, I think that there will be a payoff. I think he they will remember him again. They will remember who he is. I, I, I actually prefer is. I actually prefer the 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 seed of him trying to build a relationship back up again. I actually kind of really like that. though? Yeah. Because it, it, I feel it just like there has to be a payoff, man. I really do. I think no, why well, I, I think I think I like I prefer like Spire like him Peter Parker like coming out of nowhere and just being spider-man and having to you know just be be like the low level uh student that he started out and just building himself back up because we didn't get that we just knew he was just a smart kid that could that could go to mit i think this one is going to be more humbling this is going to be a more humbled spider-man so to speak Mm -hmm. i agree i I agree we're moving into the most comic book accurate version of spider-man we've ever seen yeah, I could say that. Yeah, I, and I, I think it's it, it. The end of this movie felt like its own thing. It didn't feel. It, it didn't even feel MCU. It felt like its own. I mean, it was the difference in scenery. Snow. We're moving into winter. Where Hawkeye is set. Hawkeye is set after the events of Spider-Man: No Way Home. Like they're they're just they're. I, it feels like we're moving into its own entity. Spy, that's why, like I said at the beginning of this episode, we were when we were not talking spoilers. Like Spider-Man feels like his own entity at the end of the movie. Yeah, he doesn't have I'm Tony. Curious. He doesn't have the Avengers. He doesn't have Strange. He doesn't have his friends. It is him. It is all up to him to do what's right and to be Spider-Man. And exactly. I think that's remarkable. That's yep. fantastic. So. Uh, Miguel gave this thing a 9.7. I gave it a 9.5. Uh, we are we are going to continue talking about this movie. Um, we didn't even talk about the Venom postcard scene, which kind of pissed me off. I don't really understand what's going on with that, but neither do uh, I. I do understand, but I don't. I don't know. Whatever. We'll we'll talk about that. That's time. what that's that's what that's what confused me with the multiverse thing. So we'll have to talk about the multiverse again and we will. delve into that. This is an ongoing. This is part one of an infinite number of conversations that we're going to have on this show about this movie because there is so much we didn't get to, so much we left out. Um, this particular episode has been in the making for almost a year now. 
ever since like the speculation and the coverage of Spider-Man No Way Home began. And I mean, damn, it was worth it. You know what I mean? It was yep. so, so this was worth very it. much worth it. It really was, man. Uh, so as always, we want to hear from you. Please, please, please leave us a comment down below. Let us know what you thought of Spider-Man No Way Home. We want to hear from you. Uh, new episodes of Let's Talk Movies and Purely Simple Evil premiere every single Monday and Saturday at 8 p.m. and 10 a.m. Eastern. Yes, you did hear that correctly. That's a glimpse of our kind of our new schedule for the time being. We're switching things up, like just our own personal schedules. A couple of things have changed. Damn, was this movie worth the wait. Please yeah. be sure to leave us a like and a comment. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at We Talk the Movies. We hope that you enjoyed uh, this uh, this show. And please, we are on all of the podcast platforms. Please follow us on there. Share us with your buddies. J Dead says, "Before I go, just wanted to say this was a great live stream, guys. Really appreciate the work you all do. We'll see you later and take care, buddy. See you later. Thank you for always Thanks, showing J-Dead. up, J Dead. Thank you to all of you. Uh, you know, I, and this needs to be said as well." Our one-year anniversary is Monday. Um, we are going to take the next week off. Since it's Christmas time, it's the holidays. We're going to take the next week off. Um, and that's the other thing. You know, Please have a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Go hang out with your friends and family. Um, just enjoy the next week. Relax. Take it easy. Uh, and, and just enjoy what you enjoy doing. And uh, we will see you after the holidays. Um, thank you so much for the last year and a half. We can't thank you enough. Seriously. I mean, this has been, I, I can't tell you how much we enjoy doing this. Like, seriously, this is like, it's become like our second job. It's become like something I, I'm, I'm always thinking about. I, we love doing this seriously. Like the, even, even it, it's, it's, it's a labor of love as they call it. You know what I mean? Uh, hanging out with you guys, um, talking movies, collecting, just, this is the, this show and, and what, it's become in a year has me so excited for the next year. I couldn't agree more. Brad pretty much recapped the the feeling that both of us have with this podcast. And I couldn't be more proud of how far we've can't we've come. And I couldn't be more excited to talk to you guys further with more MCU movies or any movies in general coming down the line. And yeah, I just like, I honestly just want to say thanks for sticking with us because we we our podcast has just been a long line of trial and error and i couldn't be more proud of what brad has done with uh this podcast and just me being along for the journey i couldn't be more proud uh you're in it with me no (laughs) you're in it you're fine y'all still keep you around um guys thank you so much have a merry christmas have a happy holiday uh let us know in the comments what you think of spider-man no way home and we will talk to you later enjoy the new outro credits guys we will talk to you very very soon Brad and Miguel out. See ya. See ya.